We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. A special quick hitter for you. We got a one-game slate this week. It is the Super Bowl week. Uh, Andrew and I figured that we would uh, jump on, talk about uh, talk about the game, talk about some Super Bowl props. Also, you know, a fun a fun weekend to uh, you know look at the four hundred thousand props that the uh, the books offer. And uh, you know, if you want to bet uh, how long the national anthem's going to go, this is your week. So. Um, Andrew, uh, you uh, we, last week we made it through the whole season. There was talk at the beginning of the year. We didn't know if we would, so uh, you know, it's, that's a really good thing. Most of all, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the podcast all year long. It uh, we do greatly appreciate it. We get a lot of uh, a lot of nice comments, a lot of nice stuff on Twitter. I've had I've had a lot of uh, good feedback this year, so we do really appreciate that. We know it's been a strange year, so we really appreciate you uh, kind of jumping on board for the uh, the ride here. We really like uh, like doing it. I like doing it with Andrew. I don't know if he feels the same, but uh, I like it. it's been it's been a really fun time. So. Andrew, how are you this weekend? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I felt bad because I started this conversation before we started recording. Like, boy, I'm actually kind of happy football's almost over. And now you say all these I, uh, nice things about me. But um, I, I'll think about that comment for probably uh, probably six or ten weeks. <laughs> oh, weeks. I thought months until we just no. ramped oh, back no, up I, again in August. I, I figure weeks and then I get like a quick uh, respite where I feel good. And then we'll, we'll get back up again. <laughs> uh, no, we're, we're um, very appreciative of everybody who's been uh, listening or watching on YouTube. Uh, towards the end of the season, it's uh, it's nice to be able to to try to help people um, either beat their friends or beat 
you know, 800,000 people that they don't know trying to win some money. So, uh, yeah, we uh, one game left, though, Scott, and it should be a good one. Yeah, it's funny because we do this. We do this pretty early Friday morning uh, West Coast time where I am. And like every Thursday night, I'm like, I can't believe I have to get up. And like five minutes of the podcast, I'm super fired up and like have fun. <laughs> So it's one of those things. It's always it always is a, always a good time. Makes my Friday it makes my Friday good. Hopefully, uh, everybody else agrees a little bit. So uh, we got uh, well, obviously one game. We got the the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Really fantastic matchup. Um, I'm not quite as excited as the Super Bowl as I was last year. Obviously with the 49ers in it, but uh, you know if you're gonna take two teams that I'm not a fan of, this is a really good one and kind of gives me someone to root against too, which is kind of fun. But um, Real quick before we kind of start into players, uh, you're the you're the guy that writes uh, all the really good showdown articles for RotoWire. Um, give everybody just a, a quick rundown of how showdown works, how many roster spots, how that works, et cetera. Just because there's a lot of people that you know play regular season and maybe don't play the Monday night or the Thursday night game. So give us a a real quick rundown, just real quick on how you do how, how how many like how many roster spots, how it works, the MVP spot, that sort of thing. Yeah, so <clears throat> FanDuel and DraftKings and actually Yahoo just uh, introduced their first uh, single game showdown or. I don't know what they're actually calling it, but Yahoo's in the game now, uh, now that the Super Bowl is out. But uh, DraftKings and FanDuel uh, continue to be the bigger ones. DraftKings uh, usually has the bigger contests every week, but uh, they're both obviously blowing out for the Super Bowl. Uh, The biggest difference uh, between uh, DraftKings and FanDuel is how they use their this like uh, one calls it a captain, one calls it an MVP spot, um, where basically you pick one player from the game from your roster and they get... uh, one and a half times the points. Um, the difference is that on DraftKings, you actually have to multiply the salary uh, by 1.5x as well. So that creates uh, significantly different lineup decisions because, um, you know, when all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes is significant, is one and a half times more expensive uh, yeah. than he was, uh, you start having to make uh, some more lineup decisions. The, the reason why that's nice is that it leads to more lineup diversification um, because uh, as we'll get into, Duplicating lineups in showdown is something you really want to avoid if you're playing these large field uh, tournaments because um, splitting it's, it's very nice to, to finish, you know, 10th uh, in a huge GPP. The problem is if you have the 10th highest lineup, but it's actually yeah. the 1200th uh, highest score then uh, or excuse me, 10th uh, highest score, but 12th high 1200th highest lineup, then it's not not quite as yeah. fun. So um, but it's six lineup spots. Um, on DraftKings, one of which is the captain that you get. And then uh, you can pick anyone else from the game, including uh, kickers. And on DraftKings, you can even play the defenses. Uh, yep. There are no defenses on on FanDuel, so um, the player pool gets a little smaller. But if, if you like duplicating, then FanDuel is where you go because uh, with the no uh, salary multiplier for the MVP spot and no defenses, it's just a condensed player pool with uh, limited roster spots it just leads to a lot of, of uh, duplicating lineups. So um, we'll get into it in a little bit. There's, there are some tournaments uh, on both sites where your goal is more to build a unique lineup than it is to build a, uh, what you think is an optimal <laughs> yeah. lineup. And it's it's a very weird game. It gets it feels further away from like true fantasy football. So those people who yeah. uh, don't play DFS regularly or don't ever play Showdown. Um, the goals are a little different when it comes to winning these big uh, contests, but basically it's uh, you know it's fantasy sports with one game. Uh, it's our basic salary cap, and you just kind of work from there and uh, build what you think, build a lineup of how you think the outcome of the game will go, which is a little different than how we play uh, kind of cl- our classic slates. That you know we obviously 
you know, we're going to pick players from games that we think are going to be high scoring. But when you only have one uh, game to choose from, you have to really think about how the game is going to be played out or how you think it's going to play out or how you think nobody thinks is going to play out. And then you play that way. But basically, you have to build your lineup around that. And, uh, you know, basically, you get some foundational pieces in your lineup and the rest kind of just build, build. I don't want to say it builds itself, but it basically builds itself from there. Yeah, so a couple things, and I, I don't think you said it, but on uh, drafting the six guys, Fandle's actually one less player, Five, too. Yeah. Like, there's no, uh, there's no, that's good. There's no defense, and you don't get the double up of the, or the one and a half times the salary, but there's five positions instead of six. Um, also, there's no positions, so you can play right. two quarterbacks if you want to. You can play six wide receivers if you want to. In this game, you could play six wide receivers, and it, it could work. Um, and then the thing you said is, is key about how the game, I think you, you when you pick your lineup, you have to pick your full lineup on how you think this game plays out. So, like, if you think... Tampa Bay wins by two touchdowns. Like you've got to work it out that you like, you want the guys to get ahead with Tampa Bay and then how can't see what come back. Like you, you pretty much set up how you think the game goes. If you're wrong, like you're going to lose, but you have to, you have to hit exactly how the game goes. You're not going to like just pick the six best players. I mean, you can't do, they actually did a pretty good job salary wise this week. I thought they might go a little low, but you can't just play the best six players. Yeah. This week. I tried to like put in either Mahomes, Kelsey or, uh, or uh, Tyree kill a, a captain spot with the other two. And, it, like you have like four thousand something to work with after that per slot, and there are some really cheap guys though. And the last thing I want to ask you about before we kind of jump into the actual game is that when you look at DraftKings, there you're like, oh my god, there's guys that are two hundred dollars. Like usually uh, the minimum salary is like three thousand or four thousand at a position. Do you consider with your sixth spot throwing in someone like Le'Veon Bell who might play eight snaps, or someone like a, a receiver who might play on special teams and maybe get a lucky play here and there? But do you consider the guys that? 200 bucks that are likely a zero as an a to be different and b to punt and get your other five positions maxed out so uh the answer is the answer you kind of have to give for every dfs slate uh it depends on the slate uh it does there and depends on the player but there but you're willing to take like a full like like possible zero yes so uh it all depends on on what kind of contests you're trying to win uh so these the, the large field tournaments uh, generally you want to just have as as wide of a net as possible um, because if you end up with somebody who uh, one of these two hundred dollar players I think it was I think uh, I mean there are a few uh, but like if you get a, a one random touchdown and like random touchdowns happen and you happen to get sure. the guy who's two hundred not only do you get uh, a score that a lot of people don't have um, but you obviously get the salary relief. To play up to pay up for other spots, so uh, it's definitely a, a strategy. I remember uh, earlier this year, um, Debo Samuel, your boy, uh, came back from injury and was like six hundred bucks on a showdown slate, yep. and it was like, well, if he plays ten snaps, that's probably enough because, like, you know, if he catches three ball, three balls on this uh, for six hundred dollars, you're going to get your your money's worth. And he ended up uh, paying off that. You know, he had a moderate game, but he ended up paying that off. So. Um, if you are playing large field tournaments, you absolutely should be looking at the at the bottom of that uh, salary pool, both because it allows you to pay up elsewhere, but also those are probably people uh, most fantasy players are not looking to get. And that goes more into this uh, trying to get a unique lineup uh, or at least trying to roster people that not everybody else has. Yeah, I mean, I, I said Le'Veon Bell. He's actually 800, not 200, but same kind of thing. And like Anthony Sherman's down there. Yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn is down there at mid Ricky Price. Seals Jones. <laughs> Rick, Ricky Seals Jones, who I didn't know was going was playing anymore. Hey, you <laughs> could put, uh, you could get your boy OJ Howard in for the first time this year. That'd be fun for you. Yeah, he's, just, he's, just on, he's on IR, but just for like old time's sake. Right, just to so, to really solidify the zero. 
So let's uh, let's jump into the actual game. We've got uh, the Chiefs fared by three over the Buccaneers, over under a 56. So, I mean, that's a huge number for a Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, that's one of the bigger numbers we've seen all year. There's been a couple higher than that, but that's a really big number. Uh, these two teams played in week 12. Uh, the Chiefs won 27-24. I think only 11th time in a Super Bowl history that the teams have played that year and then play again in the Super Bowl. Um, that 27-24 is very misleading in my yeah. opinion. Uh, I watched that game. I had Kansas City minus the points in that game, so I kind of remember it for a bad reason. Um, but Kansas City was up 17-0 after Tyreek Hill scored every single time <laughs> on the first quarter. Had 200 yards receiving in the first quarter. That is yep. not a misprint. He had over 200 yards in the first quarter. Uh, they're up 27-10 after three quarters. And this is one of those games in the second half of the year where the Chiefs, it's weird in football, you don't see it very often, but took they took their foot off the gas in the fourth quarter. And they did it all the second half of the season. There's a lot of games they were up. They were like 95% Ohio to win the game, but just didn't cover because they just kind of like didn't really didn't really uh, step on the, the other team's neck in the second in the fourth quarter. Um, the Chiefs outgained them 543 to 417. Like that's a little misleading because the Chiefs had a lot more plays. They both averaged over seven and a half yards per play, and the Bucks were actually a little bit higher, is right in the right in the same range. But um, the Chiefs pretty much did whatever they want against this Tampa D. I mean, they could not stop them. Mahomes was whatever he was over 400 yards passing. Uh, he was at uh, 462, actually. I mean, he was a monster game. Um, fun game. Like, these two teams can score. Uh, Tampa scored over 30 points in six straight games, over 24 and 10 straight. Uh, my favorite stat that I looked at was Kansas City's had 14 possessions in the postseason. They punted once. Um, they have 11 scores. Like, this offense is rolling right mm-hmm. now. With a hurt Mahomes, supposedly hurt. Yes, with a, with a with a Mahomes that uh, had a concussion protocol and the foot injury, um, I guess before we start, do you have a do you have a strong preference on who you think wins this game? How you think this game goes? Um, so, I read uh, Chris Liss's um, beating the book article on the Super Bowl, and I he kind of continued a trend of <clears throat> something that he looked into a few years ago, and just that basically, if there is a very very good defense in the game they usually cover a win and um, the Tampa Bay defense has been really good. And so uh, he ended up taking the the bucks plus three. Um, And the caveat was basically like the only way this doesn't work is if the chiefs offense is like generationally great. That's my term, not Chris's, Um, which is tough. I forget forget his term is ever the article too, but it was something like that. Right. Um, So, that, like having an offense that's that good, like possibly like one of the best ever. Um, and he looked back and was like the, the Peyton Manning 80 touchdown year. They went to the Super Bowl and lost uh, to a very good defense. Um, there was another one, another example he had that I don't remember, probably the Brady year with the Giants that uh, one of the two worst Super Bowls that I've ever seen. Um, the other one was the rematch. Uh, so go Jets, by the way. <laughs> oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> For those listening, I'm wearing a Jets t-shirt now for this, you know, because that's what I do for Super Bowl stuff. Um, so anyway, so the problem is, is that this might be the one of the best offenses ever. Like Patrick Mahomes could be the greatest quarterback ever. Like not talking about like he's obviously playing the current one. Apologies to Joe Montana. But like it's possible like as a quarterback, he he could be the best ever. And so like if that's the case, then maybe this very, very good defense like it's a good defense now. They weren't like the best all season. Um, and so I I have to side with the Chiefs. Just like I think I think Mahomes is that generational player. I mean, he obviously is. And this could be a generational offense. And so 
Give me them. Yeah, I, it's funny because you look at Tampa D and they're like they're really good, but they're not like they're not a defense. You're like like the 85 Bears, even right. the Niners last the Niners last year. I think were a better overall defense, yeah. and everybody laughs at that. But like they gave 31 points to Chiefs last year, but it, it was 20 to 10 with 10 minutes left. In the yeah, game. like the Niners. The Niners' defense the last 10 minutes was horrendous. But the Niners' defense the first 50 minutes might be the best I've seen a defense play against a Mahomes offense in mm-hmm. the three years league. Like, it was – they played that game almost perfectly. They gave that third and 15, and it just kind of unraveled at that point. And it just – Mahomes got rolling, and it was, it was done. But I just – I don't I, – I, I like – you look at this first game, and the, the Bucks are playing better defense than they were then. I think the key to that first game, though, is the Bucks are playing better offense than they were then. Yeah. Too. Like, the Bucks are – rolling on offense right now. They're a different team than they were in the first half. I kind of – I didn't think they are going to be great this year. I didn't think their defense was going to be good enough. I clearly was wrong about that. But, like, they're a different team the second half. They've been really good. I just think – I think the spread's too low. I think I think you're going to give me Mahomes minus three against almost anybody. I'm just going to take it because I think you look back at the end of the game, you're like, my God, why would I not take the Chiefs minus three in any football game ever? <laughs> I mean, they're what? They're 16-2 and two this year. They won the Super Bowl last year. Like – it just feels like one of those games like you can talk yourself into Tampa Bay for a lot of good reasons. They're a very good team. They're very good defense. They have Tom Brady. They have all these weapons. I just think at the end of the game, if you sit down and you see the final score and you're like, how do I not take the Chiefs minus three against in any football game that they've ever played? And I think that uh, I think the Chiefs will. I think the Chiefs will roll early, and I think they won't. Uh, they won't let them back in the game quite as much. I do think the Bucks will score, but I just think, I don't think they can score enough to beat Kansas City right now. Yeah, so I think that's kind of the key is that um, the way that the Bucks win is. Like, I mean, <clears throat> so this is how we can go like, kind of segue into how you build your showdown lineup. So if you think that the Bucks win, do you think they win because they shut down the homes or because they're able to put up enough points to keep up with them? And I think yeah, the I general think, think thought. It's like 34, 31. Right. So like that's not stopping him. Um, so if you're going in saying the Bucks, the Chiefs defense is not good enough to hold this like improving Bucks offense, mm-hmm. then. Now you start loading up on Tampa Bay offensive players because, like, you think that they are able to keep up. But ultimately, like, I think that's always the uh, th- that's going to be the first thought: Can Tampa Bay keep up with Kansas City, and not can can Tampa Bay hold Kansas City and then just like eke out enough points? And and they're not like an offense that's going to do the like you know hold the ball for eight minute drives and run the ball over and over like they're Brady throws the ball that's how they score that's how they that's how they play I mean they do have two running backs they can use but like I just don't it's hard for me to see it's really hard for me like to see like a twenty twenty one seventeen game like it had to be something weird going on but I just don't think uh, I just I don't think you hold the Chiefs down that much I just I just don't see it Do you think that's the Chiefs That's the one the result that would just purely shock me. <laughs> Do you think the Chiefs' defense is the worst of the, like, both teams' offensive and defensive units? Like, Kansas City's defense is probably the worst. Significantly. Right, like, significantly. I, but, I mean, and that's not, that's not an insult. It's just Tampa Bay's defense is really good, and both offenses are awesome. Right. Um, do you think the difference between the uh, Chiefs' offense and the Bucks' defense is greater than the Bucks' offense and Chiefs' defense? That's probably pretty hard to answer because the Chiefs' offense is just so good. But yeah, that's probably pretty close, which is why it's a three-point spread. I mean, it's in Tampa Bay. I don't really think that matters that much, to be honest. I mean, it's in a in a stadium where it's not going to be that. Uh, it's going to be kind of uh, what, what are they going like forty percent full or thirty percent full? Um, it'll be a lot of Bucks fans, but let's be real: Super Bowl tickets are going to corporate people, and you know, yeah, it's they're not, not right. A lot of there's going to be some fans who find their way into tickets, but I don't think you're going to have a a raucous home field advantage by any means. But um, yeah, I mean, if you when you play it that way, yeah, it's probably pretty close, and that's why the spread is three, and Tom Brady's on the other team, and um, I don't know, I just don't want to. 
I, I don't want to take Kansas City minus three against anybody in the NFL is what it comes down to to me. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that'll be popular. Like, I think like building lineups. Um, I, I thought it would be popular too, but the line hasn't moved. I kind of thought it would move. I, I thought it at least it get to three and a half and a couple spots it has. But um, I don't know. There, I think there's enough attention on on Brady and the Bucks defense and people talking themselves to it. I, I'm a little surprised that – I'm a little surprised when the number came out it was that low, and then I'm a little surprised it hasn't moved a little bit. Um, <clears throat> the first big bet I saw was obviously a week and a half ago at this point. Um, yeah. was $2.3 million on the Bucks plus three. There you go. That, that keeps the spread down. A that little has to keep up. it down a little bit, right? <laughs> was that uh, was was that you or one of your friends? Oh yeah, it was a buddy of mine. Yeah, <laughs> I figured you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna put the house on uh, on Tom Brady because that's it's what you do. Yeah, that that's uh, like twenty of my houses. But so <laughs> so do you want to uh, do you want to start with uh, running backs, even though they're the weakest part of this game? We usually do, but uh, where do you want to start with? So I think uh, the way that you have to. Like I said, the way the way you have to build your lineups is first, how many people are you trying to beat? Um, so a lot of the content that everybody does is about winning the Millie Maker because winning a million dollars is a lot more fun than winning 80 bucks from your friends. Um, but there are enough people who play against their friends. Like I have a home league that goes through the Super Bowl because we play on DraftKings and DraftKings has contests through the Super Bowl. And this is the first time that uh, some of them are playing Showdown this season because they just... They have no interest in it, but it's a Super Bowl, so we're all going to play. So right. if I'm building a lineup to beat 10 people, I'm not going to be building that lineup. I'm not going to be using that lineup to also beat, uh, I just had the number here, 653,594 or three other entries. Like yep. finishing that highly in the Millie Maker is very tough. Finishing that highly uh, in the Millie Maker with a unique lineup is also very tough. And so you have to get really wacky. Uh, it's as simple as that. Like, um, but you don't have to get that wacky to beat your buddies. So like, right. that's the first part. Um, if you're beating, trying to beat 10 people who don't play showdown a lot, uh, they're all going to captain Mahomes, I think, or have him. Like there, there's just no way around it. But now you're saying, if you're playing the mill, you're not saying that you captain, um, I don't know, uh, Ricky Sherman, right? Like you, you still have to, you still have to get all the, get yes. all the points to like, you don't want to, you want to go wacky and like be a little, be different, but you don't want to not have any of the good players either. Like Absolutely. you don't want to, you don't want to leave 22,000 on the table. Right. Uh, although, although, <laughs> uh, leaving salary on the table is the easiest way to differentiate because I tried to make, I tried to make a huge number. So it was extreme. Yes. yes leaving some set on the table because everybody's going to try and get exactly close to 50,000 as they can. Not everybody, but a lot of people will sure. try and get, they'll try and max out every penny they can to try and get the, the best lineup. Right. Uh, and so like, that's, uh, that's where we have to be different. We need to make sure that we build a lineup that beats everyone, not necessarily scores the most possible points imaginable. Um, so do you start that with trying to be different with trying to make a very different MVP captain spot than, than everybody else? Yes. Um, and like, the, the way you play these is first or last. Like, don't build to min cash. Like, right. 50 percentile is worthless in a, in a tournament like this. But, uh, but again, you don't have to go crazy. Uh, this is not Anthony Sherman captain situation. But like, <laughs> poor, poor Anthony Sherman is the example for everyone. <laughs> um, but like Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Mike Evans. Uh, I wouldn't do Gronk, but like Cameron Brait. Like, Brait's probably a little crazier. But like... Those are the certain guys that like just getting one and a half times their points because not many other people are going to do it um, is where you need to go with those. So 
Um, but again, the smaller field stuff, I think it's like people are going to go like Mahomes, Brady, depending on how they think the game goes. Kelsey and Hill will be really popular at that point. And I think after that, like you could pretty much captain anyone else and you'll be like moderately different. I was going to say before you said, I think those top four guys are going to be a gigantic percentage of the captain. Yeah. Like it's going to be, you're going to get Godwin Evans. You're going to get some Fournette. You're probably getting someone who wants to play CEH, but like those top four guys are going to be all popular in the captain spot. And like when you add up their percentage, it's going to be way, it's going to not be a hundred percent, but it's probably going to be somewhere around 75 to 80% and take those four together. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the, the benefit also of the, the Millie maker. So DraftKings is, is $10, which is uh, lower than the one that they usually run because they want more people to play it. Um, the number of like dead lineups is huge. So like anyone who is moderately intelligently putting a lineup in uh, who like follows DFS and knows what they're doing, uh, d- like will be more than half of this field because there's just so many people who make these terrible yeah. lineups that like don't correlate at all, maybe negatively correlate. And you just, we don't have to worry about them. But even if you took half of them out, <laughs> we still have to be 325,000 lineups. For sure. Um, so again, like, Think about getting a little weird and um, but particularly like how you think this game goes, like if you think Tampa Bay wins, um, then that this is where we should be most likely captaining somebody from Tampa Bay. And if everybody is going to think I'm going to go with Brady, then maybe we go Godwin. Or if you're like, oh, Godwin seems like it would be really popular, then go Evans. Go. I mean, the idea of captaining Leonard Fournette is so crazy to me, but like. Weird things happen. Fournette gets hurt. Now, all of a sudden, Ronald Jones is the guy. Like, maybe a Ronald Jones captain works. But, like, like last year, Damian Williams was huge and, like, mostly overlooked. Because everyone's like, look at the, the Chiefs passing game. Oh, my gosh, Chiefs passing game, Chiefs passing game. And then it's the running back who, like, should have won MVP. Should have won MVP. It's funny. When we talk about some props, I'll talk later. I don't think I don't know if Kansas City can win without Mahomes being MVP. After you saw last year, if they weren't going to give it to Williams then, like, I don't know when they give it to him. But... Both the teams are interesting at the running back position because they both, you know, they're both kind of splitting carries right now. We don't have a, we don't have a stud running back like last year. We had Raheem Mostert who was, you know, splitting carries, but kind of the guy, and Damian Williams who was mostly the guy last year. But between Fournette and Jones and Clyde Edwards-Helaire and Darrell Williams, like we've got a lot of, a lot of splitting carries. The pricing on the Tampa Bay guys is wild. Fournette seventy eight hundred. Ronald Jones is twenty two hundred. Like. I think as people get into this lineup, I think everybody's going to scroll down and see Ronald Jones, and they know who that is. And they can see him at twenty-two. I think he's going to be pretty popular just because that price is so extreme. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if you just look at the at a lot of projections or just like player props, um, their rushing totals are fairly close, but the yeah. receiving is like the the total yards. Like obviously, the expectation is that Fournette's going to get a lot of the work. Um, but if you think Tampa wins, I think Jones is your play because they're going to run the ball in the third and fourth quarter. If you think they're behind. It's clearly Fournette. I actually like yeah. Fournette a lot in that situation because they're going to dump off to him. He had uh, he had seven targets last week against Green Bay. He had he was twelve fifty five, but five catches on seven targets. You can get seven targets in a game they're trailing. Like that, that's massive in a game. Yeah, like yeah. I think Fournette is is an interesting captain play just because um, it would just be a classic twenty finish to the twenty twenty season that Leonard Fournette <laughs> captain would right. win somebody a million dollars, but. Um, but yeah, and I think that price. Do, you could do it with a Kansas City stack on the like you can kind of correlate that is that you think Tampa Bay's gonna be behind, you think a lot of dump offs, you play one of the receivers, then you play the Mahomes, whatever, whatever offense you want for Kansas City. And it kind of works together nicely and allows you to get more guys in because Fournette is what uh, six thousand less than Mahomes in the captains in the MVP spot or whatever right. it is on 
on DraftKings. Is, is DraftKings captain or MVP? DraftKings is captain, right? Uh, captain, yeah. I always confuse those. but And then on the Kansas City side, you got CEH who outsnapped Williams 32-30, but Williams had 14 touches last week in the championship game two weeks ago, and and uh, CEH only had seven. I just I think Williams has actually looked good. Like he played yeah, pretty he well. He was 13-52 against Buffalo. He was 13 for 78 and four catches against Cleveland. CEH didn't play in that game. But I just think he's looked like the better guy. I mean, the key here is that Tampa is almost impossible to run against, which makes it tough because um, Hilaire is probably the guy that catches more balls out of the backfield. But if they have a lead, they got to run some clock in the fourth quarter. They're going to hand off the ball a little bit, and they have enough of a passing offense that Tampa has to play that you know maybe they hit a couple of, a couple couple quick hitters with Williams. I uh, I think I like I think I like Williams more than Ceh for the two thousand cheaper in DraftKings. <clears throat> I think that's um, going to be a fairly popular thought. Um, probably. And yeah, like price wise, it is weird that that price is so different. Um, like I kind of understand the Fournette and and Jones one, but that one is high enough point enough that I think a lot of people will go to Williams. Um, that being said, like I think it's absolutely in the range of possibilities that Edwards Elair gets like everything. Yeah, like Williams and, doesn't like gets three touches. And, and Tampa's really good against the run, but they do allow a league-high catches out of the backfield to running backs. They allow six catches per game to the running backs. So, I mean, that's the way that, you know, obviously they've been, you know, you, you can't run against them. you got to figure something else out if you, you know, during the season. If they're tra- if you're trailing, you know, obviously dump off. So, I get the game script kind of works into that. But, you know, I think teams realize that that's the way to get them. I mean, running up the middle is, you know, probably not the best way to do it. Although it's different when you have a Kansas City weapons on the outside. They have to adjust to that. If you look at the first game, Tampa Bay played um, 58% of the time in two high safeties. They did 36% of the rest of their games on that. So they, they definitely changed their defense. A lot of teams did against Kansas City. And Tampa Bay blitzed 42% of the plays this year, 17% in the Kansas City game. So, like, they wow. obviously changed who they are and what they do. Because you can't blitz Mahomes. You blitz Mahomes, you're dead. Like, yeah. if you don't get there, you're literally dead. Like, he will hit someone for a big play. Yeah. And you watch that first game, and they, they left some big plays out there, too. There was a 90-yard touchdown to, to McCole Hardman. They did just, just missed. He was, like, beyond wide open. And they yeah. just, he kind of threw it behind him. And I don't know if Mahomes is trying to go back shoulder a little bit. But, like, Mahomes, if you watch the replay, Hardman was 10 yards past anybody. And it was, like, an easy pass, too. It was just one of those things. So, um, it'll be interesting what Tampa Bay does, how much they go with that game plan, or how much they go with their all-season game plan and just kind of figure that – you know, we are who we are. The first time didn't work. So it'll, it'll be interesting. But uh, with the quarterbacks, like, I mean, you mentioned that Mahomes will be popular. Um, it, it, it's hard to get you know, building multiple lines. If you're trying to build one lineup and kind of have some fun, um, you know, getting some of these big cons, maybe not the Millie, but some other tournaments. Um, are you just playing Mahomes and figuring out the rest of the way? How are you handling that situation? <clears throat> I think a lot of people will play both, uh, like in, in smaller field stuff yeah. um, and like truly small field, like 10 people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, we talked about how there are like big question marks in the in the backfield situations and being able to take Brady also takes you out of like, do I take Godwin or Evans or Brown or Gronk or Miller or like Brate? Like every passing yard obviously goes through Brady yeah. and Mahomes. And so I think there's like this perceived safety that you get everything if you get them. Uh, we shouldn't forget that DraftKings is a full point uh, per reception. And so every time Brady completes a pass, the receiver gets more points for it than Brady does. For sure. Um, But if he does spread the ball around, like then generally the quarterback is going to end up being the highest scoring one. Um, And I think there's enough like back and forth between Godwin and Evans that it just you're the easy solution is just like, let me just play Brady. And a lot of people just play for the easy solution. 
Yeah, I think that's. I mean, Brady Brady's crazy right now. He's what uh, multiple TDs in ten straight games, three hundred plus yards in six of those. I know one of those games where he did not throw for three hundred yards because you and I both played him that week. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, in the first game, Brady was twenty-seven for forty-one, three forty-three, and three touches. Did have two picks. Uh, was not great in that game, but you know, kind of came on late to, to get them back in the game. But it was a, a little garbage time. Even the game was close enough where I wouldn't really call it garbage time. But it was clear that Kansas City uh, was playing a, you know, a little bit of prevent in that fourth quarter. Um, you know, the, the key with Brady all year has been pressure and no pressure. He's a seventy percent uh, completion guy with no pressure, forty-one percent, and a five-point-three YPA under pressure. So Kansas City, I mean, I think the key to both these, both these, both these teams, if you can get there with four guys, because you don't want to fully blitz and, and leave guys open. But if you can get there with four guys, which is what the Niners did last year against Mahomes. I mean, Joey Bosa, or yeah, Joey Bosa. Why don't come Joe? Nick Bosa had um, 12, 12 hurries in that game, which is like a, wow. I think a Super Bowl record and the highest. It was. He didn't have sacks, but like he made Mahomes yeah. go a second later. And on that third and fifteen, he was held, so that matters too. Um, <laughs> not not still bitter, don't not worry. bitter at all. Um, but in the postseason, under pressure, Brady six for twenty one for one hundred twenty four yards and no touchdowns. Like he's in the way to stop Tom Brady is to get pressure, but he gets rid of the ball so quickly that it's hard to get there. But if the Chiefs can get there, they can really create some pressure up the middle too. They have you know strong tackles there. Um, I think I mean that's the key for both teams. Is I think who gets pressure, yeah. and we saw it in those those undefeated Brady years that the Giants got pressure on him, and that's how they beat him. And that that offense was unstoppable in New England that year. But um, you so, mean the almost it, it, undefeated it, year? The almost undefeated year, yes. I, I know you like that. Um, the Chiefs did played pretty well last week. I mean, that was that was a hot Josh Allen that came in. I say last week, two weeks ago, um, he had a six YPA in that game. He was twenty eight of forty eight for two eighty seven. Like the Chiefs D is coming on a little bit too. They've yeah. been a different defense in the last uh, second half of the year. They've been a lot better, especially against the pass. Um, so I think I think everybody talks about you know the Mahomes maybe they they pull off the gas a little bit in the fourth quarter. I think the Chiefs defense pull off the gas a little bit in the first half too. I think they are they are peaking at the right time. I think their defense is coming on a little bit too. <clears throat> so the on DraftKings you can obviously play the defenses, um, and I think in a game that has such a high total with yep. like so many electric offensive players, uh, nobody's playing defenses. Um, yeah, if I if I had to and I get down there the price, I think the Chiefs are – I think I'd think about playing the Chiefs because I think that Brady makes a couple mistakes in this game. It's a matter if it turns in anything. But, um, you know, you even saw it in the playoffs. Like, he, he gets pressure. He just kind of throws it up for grabs. I mean, he had that play yeah. down the right sideline that got intercepted. I forget who it was. But, you know, that he just – every once in a while, if he gets, if he gets a pressure, he will kind of duck away and throw the ball away because he doesn't want to get hit. And that's how you get big plays. And in a game where, you know, a touchdown is massive for every man, if, he, if they, he throws a pick six, like that's a huge play if you have the Chiefs. Right. Or a special teams return. Like, plenty of props on that. The Chiefs special teams are way better than the Bucks special teams. That's a, a little side side thing in this thing nobody's looking at. Um, I could see McCole Hardman hit a big punt for sure. Like, you could, you could fully see that. I mean, it's, uh, and that's a play that, you know, you could get, you could double dip on that one too. You could get, if you play someone like Hardman, you get the Chiefs D and you get Hardman. All of a sudden, you score two touchdowns when, yeah. you know, on two guys, I think Hardman will be pretty popular, but not massively owned. And you get two touchdowns from guys that aren't popular like that. There you go. That's a good start. Sure. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, you took that thought right out of my head there with the, the Hardman combination. But, um, you know, we're talking about differentiating. Uh, Ronald Jones, 2,200. Um, Buccaneers defense, 2,800. Obviously, we don't think anybody's playing the Bucks defense against Mahomes. Um, but like, Wacky things happen, you know, like random fumbles, uh, you know, scoop and scoop and run. Like I just, and I, don't, I don't even know how wacky they had five sacks against the Packers last yeah. week. And Eric Fisher, the left tackle of the Chiefs, is not playing. Like, yeah, not playing. Achilles, like the Chiefs have one offensive lineman in the spot they started this season. Like their offensive yeah. line is 
granted, it's Mahomes, so maybe it doesn't matter. Like, you don't need to block anybody. He just gets away and throws it 60 yards down the field anyway, which is what, you know, does happen. But um, I don't know if it's that wacky. Like, I think that them getting pressure on him is is very conceivable. Yeah. <clears throat> I I mean, for the for how much variance... No, nobody, nobody's nobody's going to play him, though. You're right. Yeah, for how much variance there is, like, you absolutely need to consider both um, defenses in this game. And frankly, again, with both teams expected to score a ton of points, and, and generally... Um, fantasy defense special teams get their points from like turnovers and touchdowns. Like it's usually not about points allowed. Um, But if there are are tons of points expected in a game and everybody's getting all these offensive weapons, like playing both defenses is a way to differentiate. And so, um, you know, a tipped pass that gets picked off, like things happen in football all the time, which is why sometimes we see like explosive scores even in games where they give up 20, 25 points, like um, they're, they're absolutely worth considering when you, when you realize that they have upside of offensive players, like they have touchdown sure. upside, which is not what you get with kickers who unfortunately <laughs> we have to talk about too. Yeah. The, the, before we jump into water, so let's talk about the kickers real quick. Uh, Butker's 4,000, Suckup is 3,800. Usually we like kickers in a showdown in a game that's going to be, uh, you know, 17-13 mm-hmm. or 17-12, and you hope that one team kicks four field goals or yeah. something like that. This game is tough because you, you got to think there's going to be a lot of touchdowns, a lot of scores. But, you know, you never know. A team can get stopped in the red zone three times, and all of a sudden, you know, Butcher can score 12 points pretty easily. Like, it's a, that's not – you can have three field goals and four extra points too. Like, the teams do, you know, score 41 with a, so a bunch of field goals and random points in there. Um I'm not super fired up on the kickers this week. I think I'd, I like the defenses more. I mean, even in a 35-31 game, if one of those defenses scores a touchdown, like that's worth rostering. I and mean, it's even if sure. they give up a ton of points, you score one of those touchdowns everywhere. That I, I think I like both defenses more than both kickers, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, when you when you consider the guys that are in the, their price ranges, like uh, like you said, four thousand thirty eight hundred on DraftKings, um, you're looking at Scotty Miller, uh, Brait, um, your boy Sammy Watkins. Like, if you don't think that they can reach 10 points, like kickers can reach 10 points, you know, fairly easily. Three field goals and an extra point gets you there and like stuff like that. Um, if you were wondering, um, a Mahomes captain with Brady, both defenses and both kickers leaves 8,800 on the table. <laughs> there you go. Not quite the 22,000 that I did, but that's, uh, that's we're getting there. Go. You, uh, you make fun of my boy, Scotty Miller scored the most important touchdown in the game last week. Do you know it's what his uh, reception prop is? gotta be oh god one and a, either one and a half or two and a half it's it's one and a half and yeah. i was like i looked at that and i'm like what that seems low and then you like look back and yeah. the two the two catches he had last week including that ridiculous touchdown was uh like his most in in like six or eight weeks if, if you're gonna play scotty miller props you play longest catch over a certain yard because it tends to be the one shot they take is usually pretty deep i like, I like that uh, call. If, I were, if i were gonna do the him i would do uh, real quick on Ryder series before we get to some props. I know you want to talk about that too. Um, Tyreek Hill, like, so he's obviously a story. He had 203 yards in that first game, two touchdowns. Um, do you, I mean, how do you think Tampa deals with this? Do you think they're like, oh my God, he killed us that first game. We need to like focus our defense on Tyreek Hill. Or do you think they just play their normal defense? Like how much of an impact does that first game do you think have on their game plan this week? Um, I want to believe. It's an impossible question. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to believe that they're just going to play like they've been playing. Like, because the problem is, that's what I would do. Because when you sell out for Tyreek Hill, then Kelsey has 15 catches, you know, none more than 12 yards. But like, 
they'll beat you either way. And so I think, um, I don't think there's going to be like a huge emphasis on stopping uh, Hill over anybody else. I, I do think Kelsey will be more popular though um, because of Hardman. Because like, yeah, it's a whole season of like, maybe I could get something out of Hardman and, and uh, I'll be okay. And then Hill has another, you know, like 12 for 140. But I don't know. Just, yeah. Kelsey's I think the, uh, I think the Mahomes, me... Kelsey Hardman is like kind of where you go. And you want to be yeah. like, oh, I'll get away from Tyreek Hill. I'll just play Kelsey and then I'll play a cheaper receiver. It seems yes. like, like a, a mindset you can kind of get into easily. Yeah, uh, I think that explains it perfectly, uh, which obviously makes Hill a little... I mean, Hill's still going to be popular. That's not like pretend For you're sure. going to get Hill at like 8%. But like, I think generally Kelsey will be will be much higher. 11-plus uh, targets per game for Hill since week 9, 6.8 prior to that. They changed how they... We talked about it many times, but they changed how they do. Tampa Bay's bad against deep balls. They're really good defense, but they're 27th in the league in completion percentage to passes over 15 yards. It's their one weakness. Um, I promise you Andy Reid knows that. Um, Sammy Watkins. Uh, you mentioned my boy. We've talked about him and joked about him. So Sammy Watkins has played five playoff games with Kansas City, where he's actually like been on the field and upright, like actually playing football. He's, ne- he's never been under 60 yards. And he's been over 95 yards in three of those five games. We talk about playoff Lenny. We might be seeing playoff Sammy. (laughs) Um, Embroider your hats now. Um, 4,200. He seems like he's going to play. He's finally healthy. Grant Sammy Watkins might play three snaps and be done. Um, If Sammy Watkins is healthy, I'm going to read up a little bit more. I think he is. Uh, I think hit 4,200. I think he's going to be less popular than Hardman. I think I like him more for that reason. I think – I think you explained it well there. Um, but I, man, I like I can't. I might go back to Sammy Watkins. Good lord. Um, we, might, we might have to have another podcast afterwards. You can make fun of me for playing Sammy. Just Watkins to apologize he, to everybody. He pulls his um, hamstring. Play three. I mean, I, I was somebody who was playing him, like in, trying to play him in cash games earlier this season <laughs> when he was like forty three hundred. So yep. um, I can't like hate on Sammy Watkins, but I think you're right that like if you can, I think more, more people will see Hardman, who you know like actually has been playing and they'll be like no i want that guy because he's cheaper uh but i get i get watkins yeah i mean the key with hardman they, they gave him a rush in each area 50 yard whatever 50 or 40 or 50 yard rush in the in the championship game and he's got 116 total yards so he's clear i Watkins is a little cheaper it's 4200 5600 but close enough where i oh, think everybody's like over my bad yeah that uh it's close enough where i think that hardman just you know it double did ppr on three of the last five games i think people will go there uh byron pringle 1800 I, he's one of those guys. Like I get it, and he's actually he plays a little bit too. Like, yeah, he he's, does. He's on the field a little bit, which is I think that uh, you know more that you're more that you're getting with a lot of the guys super down there. And you know, we we joke about Watkins, but if you know Pringle played 52 snaps in the game against Buffalo, like that's a massive number for a guy in this offense is under 2,000. Just takes one blown coverage, and you know Byron Pringle might might win you some money. Yeah, no, I think he absolutely makes sense. Did we? Um... Oh, I guess Demarcus Robinson has been cleared to practice. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> the, the the whole barber thing was so insane; it was crazy. Uh, do you think? Do you think you'd play Robinson? I would play Pringle first. Oh, okay. Just be, like, do you think if you hadn't played just because I just because I hate Demarcus Robinson? That's what I mean. Like, if you hadn't had like seventeen drop touchdowns this year from Demarcus Robinson, would you play him over Pringle? Uh, Robinson is, uh, I'm looking at Robinson here. He's how much compared he's to He's 400 less than Pringle. He's 400 less. I'd play Pringle. 
Do you think they're just both dead because Watkins is back? I think I think Watkins hurts back hurts them both. But I yeah. think that Tam, Kansas City's going to run plays where they have four wide receivers out there. Like it's the problem is that the passing tree in Kansas City has become very 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 narrow. I mean, the last like two second half of the season they throw to Kelsey and Hill, and everybody else is a, is a is a third or fourth or fifth thought. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, this is an explosive offense. Should score a lot of points. Um, all those guys can hit a big play. And it's just a matter of, you know, if they roll coverage to Hill and roll a, the safety comes up on, on Kelsey and someone runs deep, like it could be any of those guys it just depends on the play. But, um, I'd probably go, I'd probably go Watkins over Hardman and bring Pringle over Robinson. If you're making me make a decision. I think the way that I'm looking at at least Pringle and Robinson and Watkins is much less, uh, much more expensive. So I don't want to like necessarily put him in the yeah. group, but like, um, it doesn't matter which one you pick. Like, it, it, I know that sounds like really weird, but there are like decisions here that we're talking about like a single game that you yep. could look at a billion stats and you're like, this is why I'm taking Demarcus Robinson over Byron Pringle. Like, it doesn't matter. I, I agree. There's no stats you're going to look at that's going to be a difference. I think I just don't like Demarcus Robinson. Right. I, think he'll drop, is... I, think, I think he'll drop the ball if it comes to him. So the, there you go. There's my, there's my <laughs> call. And, and Pringle was super involved two weeks ago. Robinson's been on COVID. Who knows what he's been doing? He's probably been hanging out. But uh, you're right. There's no – I'm not going to, like, come up with a fantastic case why you should pick Brian, Byron Pringle over Demarcus Robinson. It's just a – that's a gut feel, and that's your saving salary. On You're getting a, a piece of a really good offense, and you're hoping for one big play, to be honest. And that's going to be, like, the the thought with a lot of guys on this slate when you start going down. Like, sure. Um, is it worth me trying to get something out of, like, Tyler Johnson? And it's like – do I play Johnson over DeMar? It doesn't matter. Like just it, it, it really does like flip a coin because the, the process of getting to one of those guys is they're cheap and anything can happen. And that's equal for all of them. Yes. The amount of energy you spend trying to find a stat between those three is just a waste of your time. Exactly. Wait, I hate to say that, but plain and simple, like you're not going to with down there. You're not going to come up with something that's be like, Oh, that's why I should play this guy. Exactly. Cause Tyler Johnson is going to work. If Antonio Brown tweaks his knee again, then comes back. Like it's going to be something like that, that, or he hits a big play on, you know, third and one, and they play action and it's Tyler Johnson. That's it's just, it's just one of those things that you can't, you can't plan for. I mean, it could be as simple as like a short pass to Mike Evans. He fumbles and Johnson yeah. picks it up and runs it into the end or picks it up in the end. Like weird yeah. things happen. And at that point, like in this salary range, it, it the actual yeah. decision making process does not matter. As weird you as that want, sounds. you want guys that are going to be on the field enough to have one of those freaks things happen, and that I think that's the kind of the extent of how you look at it. Being on the field is definitely better than not being on the field. Uh, we don't need to talk very much about Travis Kelsey. Um, just done everything forever. Um, if Tampa Bay goes two high safeties, um, he leads the NFL and catches yards and touchdowns against two high safety defenses. So that does matter, but. Um, he's going to be great. He's huge. He's had an insane run. I want to talk about real quick about the Tampa tight ends. Um, Gronk is 3,000. Brate is 4,800. Uh, Gronk has two or fewer catches in five straight games. Do you get any kind of vibe at all that maybe they try and get uh, Gronk involved in this game? No. None. All right. I mean, like, 16, 16 end zone targets. So he's live just for that reason that sure. they may get in the red zone and throw to him. That's the, the play you want with Gronk is either – a short touchdown or kind of one big play where they draw something up for it and it works. But uh, Bray has 11 catches in the playoffs. He's been way more active. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, uh, I think, yeah, if you're playing, you're playing Gronk for the one touchdown. Like, that's the two catches for 17 yards, like, doesn't yeah. do enough for you. What I thought was interesting, and not to, like, immediately segue into the player props, um, Gronk's receiving prop is higher than McCole Hardman's. Wow. 
Receiving yards or catches? Yards. Same really? catches. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I go more. I, I go Hardman all day for yards. Like you would, right? Yeah. And so, I don't think Gronk at 3,000 is a bad showdown play because I think you might get touchdown, and they probably will run one deep ball to him at some point down the seam or something. It may not work, but they'll probably run that once. But he was six for 106 in the first game against Kansas City if yeah. you want to, some sort of narrative there. But um, let's jump in a few player props. I know you got to jump out of here. I've got uh, We've gone a little bit long on talking about one game. But um, there are 9,000 player props, props on everything you want. You can bet the color of Gatorade. You can bet the national anthem over under. You can bet if someone's going to miss a word in the national anthem. But uh, for me and kind of what you and I do with, with, with uh, DFS, I, I really look at player props more than anything. Um, the only non-player prop I wanted to mention real quick was there's one on Bovada. How many times will the Patriots be, be mentioned? And the oh. number is two. That has to go over, right? There's no way you play a whole game with Tom Brady where Jim Nance doesn't say Patriots twice. I mean, he's no seen... way. Or, or Tony Romo. Like, both of them are going to say. <clears throat> I mean, they could say New England. They could say New England. But you know they're going to be like, if they get down, here comes the here's highlights of the Patriots come back against the Falcons. If they're up, here's the highlights of the Patriots lost against the Jets. Like, there's no way they don't say it twice, right? I mean... Unless they're thinking about it. That's the only way they don't say it. New England... I don't, I don't know. That's... Unless Romo and Nance are actually thinking about not wanting to talk about New England, right. there's no way they'll mention Patriots twice. Right. I'd be happy for them not to mention them at all. <laughs> You're taking the under just out of spite. Right, right. Uh, so what about, are there any player props that really jumped out to you that you really, uh, that you really <clears throat> liked uh, this week? Just just real quick, just for some people that might be having some fun this weekend. So before that, I just wanted to point out, like we have a page on Rotowire that shows like all the player props from a few different books. And I know that like most people tend not to like shop around um, because it's kind of a bit of a pain. This page makes it a little easier. There are plenty on the internet that do this. Um, but there are a number of states now that have legalized uh, on mobile sports betting or even yep. in person still. Um, so if you're fairly new, uh, my suggestion is to sign up everywhere because everywhere they all have sign up bonuses and like don't don't like sign up for one and be like, this is where I'm going to do all of my bets because um, when you look at the different player props, um, they're different at different sites. And so if you're like, well, do I want to take um, Chris Godwin over 77 and a half yards? And you're like, yeah, I do. Well, he's only 73 and a half. That, that, that one was at DraftKings. He's only 73 and a half at FanDuel. And it's like, well, take the lower number if you're betting the over because um, – it's easier to hit that one. So, and you, and you also want to look at the, how the lines have moved too. It's like some sites, like I looked at Leonard Fournette over three catches. I love that. And he was minus two twenty five. I was like, yes. everybody's, so obviously everybody loves that too. I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not, uh, you know, breaking any news there, but uh, you know, I often shop around it like for, for the different chalkiness levels, different lines. Cause there's the, there'll be some sites that, you know, someone may have hammered that bet and, and they'll move it up. And in some sites, maybe it'll be minus one eighty. And you, you definitely want to, you definitely want to get your money in at the, at the, at the lowest, lowest total if you're going over and obviously the other way, if you're going under, but also, also the best lines. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, another example I saw was uh, Tyreek Hill is um, six and a half receptions at FanDuel and bet MGM, but it's seven and a half at DraftKings. And like, that's a difference. Like it's a meaningful pretty much, difference. That pretty much locks in seven catches for sure. Cause you know that that's the way it always works. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, is there, are there anything like you really jump out to you that you, you want to take, you want to look at that, that you really like? So the one that got me, which I just mentioned this whole like Hardman and Gronk, um, they're, they're both at two and a half receptions. Uh, Hardman's receiving prop is 28 and a half. Gronk's is 29 and a half. So I kind of liked this Hardman. It's only plus a hundred to have more receiving yards than Gronk. But like taking the Gronk side is minus 124. Yeah. Like there's just a lot of Gronk love out there. And like Hardman can beat that in one play. 
And Gronk hasn't done a thing for like a month and a half. Like it's just, uh, yeah, you're right. And Hardman hits one. The Gronk side just feels a little more narrative than actuality. Yeah, I I, I agree there. Um, The one that jumped out to me that I really like, and there's there's nine thousand. You can and you look at look at him. Everybody knows what they're doing. Like everybody knows like all most these lines are set at a pretty good number. Where if you like someone, you know, if you like Godwin, I do like Godwin. He's you know, I think he goes over yards, but like the 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 lines are about right. Yes. The one I I really like with Godwin, I like Godwin longest catch over twenty three and a half yards. He's plus one fifth or minus one fifteen there, so it's about even there. Godwin has a 40-plus yard catch in four of the last eight games and a, tw- a long of 27 yards or more in four of the last five. Like, he always, almost always hits that one big play. It's like he comes out of the slot, but they try they, they usually try him on a couple deep balls. Um, I think Godwin makes he's going to make one big play in this game at some point, and I like the fact that he can take shots. I think Kansas City's going to be ahead, so I like that even more. Um, as I was looking through player props, that was probably my favorite one. Like, it just takes one play, and I think he gets there. Well, if you like him at over 77 and a half on DraftKings, you'll love him at over 73 and a half on FanDuel. There you go. Good example right there. I mean, and then you keep looking. I kind of like Darrell Williams plus 20 rush yards against Leonard Fournette just because I think Fournette's action will come out of the backfield. And I think that uh, I, I think I have to think Kansas is going to win. So I think that Williams, you know, even against a tough rush, he will get some carries in the fourth quarter. Um, and I just don't think Fournette will get a lot of actual carries. I think he's going to get a lot of action in the past game. But I like that one. But um, Godwin Long is catch probably my favorite one. I like Godwin over yards. I like Fournette over the catches, too. Um, are there any MVP picks you like? It's hard because we saw it last year. Like, they, Damian Williams probably should have won, but Mahomes won because he's the quarterback and he's awesome and he made a couple of huge plays, obviously. But, um, you know, I kind of like Kelsey at plus 1,000 MVP, but it's just hard for Kelsey to get there and Mahomes to not. Like, he'd have to have 180 yards, two touchdowns, and Mahomes throws for, like, 280 or something like that. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, if you... If you're sold on the whoever wins the Super Bowl quarterback will be the MVP, like take the MVP bet instead of the money line. Like the, the MVP bet, Brady's MVP yeah. odds are plus 190 and the Bucks money line is like plus one, what was it, 50? Yeah, it sounds about 140? right. 140? Yeah, 140 probably. So like, yes, there's a path that like the Bucks win. I don't actually, I take that back. There's no way the Bucks win and Brady doesn't win MVP. The guy could throw two passes yeah. And he's going to win MVP. Like, let's yeah. forget that. Fournette um, has to score like three touchdowns and Brady has to score, like throw for 180 yards or something. Like that. It had to be something, it had to be a weird, weird game for Brady not to win the MVP for them to win. Right. Um, yeah. But so like Kelsey's the one that like jumped out at me, just like the possibility that anybody but Mahomes can. I hate to say this. I think they like, I think they really don't want Tyreek Hill to win it. Like, I think I, there's I, like, I, there's a reason not to make Tyreek Hill <laughs> Let's not go too far down that path. I'm not going to. I, I think I think you're right. I think that they probably um, nobody. I don't think anybody wants to do that post game interview, really. Right, and so I think Mahomes wins in that chase. Uh, Kelsey, I think, is a little different. Kelsey's plus thirteen hundred at, at DraftKings. Um, I think the like playing off the Clyde Edwards or the uh, Damian Williams should have won it. Like Clyde Edwards Alaire at plus twenty eight hundred. If if he gets all of the work, then like. That seems still like a very stupid probably, bet you can make. Probably still doesn't win it anyway, but yeah. <laughs> good point. Damian Williams didn't win it last year. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know how you get there. Mahomes was, Mahomes was good, but not Mahomes in that game. And yeah. Williams might had three, two touchdowns and a bunch of yards. Like, if he wasn't going to get there, I don't know how anybody does. Yeah. It, it, outrageous he didn't win it. But, uh, but yeah, I just like, MVP just doesn't tend to go to guys who like have good games. It's the, the you have to have just an absolutely phenomenal game. And both quarterbacks to be terrible in order for you to not win MVP. 
And so some, somewhere, somewhere Dion Branch is waving at you. Yeah. <laughs> so the only one I can really think of like it, it happens. Didn't Desmond Howard win it? Desmond Howard won. He had a return touchdown. A return touchdown. Yeah. Yards. Yeah. So it does, I mean, there's been there's been a, a lot of weird guys that have won it. There's been a, like Malcolm Smith won. Or didn't Malcolm Smith win it for the Seahawks that year that they beat so. uh, Denver and um you know they're, they're, you know famously Larry Brown against uh, against the when they Neil O'Donnell threw him the ball twice in mm-hmm. stride. Um, yeah, but it's going to be in a game like this. A lot of points. It's going to be hard to get. It. It's going to have to be like Kelsey would have to be like 11 for 185 and two touchdowns or something like that. And Mahomes has to not have five touchdowns or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's just, exactly, exactly. It's hard to get away from it. MVP's fun because I, I like to do props that like you can root for the whole game too. Like, you know, first carry over three yards on someone. Like it's like, oh, four minutes in the game, that bet's over. Like I kind of like bets that if I'm going to, I'm doing this to have fun. I like ones that, uh, you know, there's a lot of bets that expire in the first quarter or the first catch of the first play yeah. or the first touchdown. I mostly like ones that I can root for the whole game. Um, heads or tails? Always tails. Wow, I was gonna say just the opposite. Always tails. who t- who picks tails? Uh, everybody, it's always tails. The reason you pick tails because everybody picks heads. <laughs> you want to know the answer to that question? If it's not minus one ten or minus one fifteen on each side, take the other side. <laughs> Whoever the underdog is, right? Take yeah, it. just take the on. underdog. Do they even show the coin toss anymore? Is it heads tails? Now it's like Chiefs and uh, whatever. Like it, it's not as fun as it used to be. Right. It's not. A, it's not like a quarter out of the guy's pocket. And yeah. the tough part on props is usually we get some good inside info on how the national anthem rehearsals have gone, so you kind of get a feel for how long it's going to go. And that, that's like you one of those bets. Like if you know the right person, that's one of those things. Like it's easy to bet, but I don't think there's going to be anybody at rehearsal. I don't even think they're going to do rehearsal this year. Like it's just one of those things. That's a lot harder than it used to be. Usually. Uh, Every can, is like figuring it out, and that, that line moves a bunch on uh, based on how the day before goes. But uh, it might be different this year. I did see uh, a Gatorade highlight uh, earlier of Andy Reid getting smothered in orange Gatorade, but orange at plus one twenty five is a favorite right now. So, <laughs> like someone in there, someone has to know that, right? Like that's one of those things. That, like someone in the Kansas City locker room knows what they're putting in that to put that thing behind. So just uh, yeah, gotta know the right person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Anything else you want to mention on this game? Should be a lot of fun. I'm actually looking forward to it. It'll be uh, it'll be nice to you know just be able to sit down and watch the game. I'm re- I'm rooting for the Chiefs. I think it's funny. My best prop bet is not a prop bet. My best my bet bet best bet on this is Kansas City minus three. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, uh, anything but Brady. Ten Super Bowls. It's insane. Ten. Like the the worst part is that like nine is insane, but yes. now we get to ten and we're just like whoa. And it makes no sense that one more makes a difference. So you just say 10. Like, I didn't think that was ever remotely even in the realm of possibility. The guy goes to 10 Super Bowls. It's... Yeah, he can set the record if he uh, loses another, though. Oh, the first guy to lose four? Three. He's already lost. He'll tie. Uh... They're, six, they're six and three, right? Yeah. Okay. Jim Kelly lost some... four. Yeah, I was going to say it must be, must be Jim Kelly because they'd lost. Actually, didn't they lose three? Didn't Reich play one? No, I think Reich played the playoff game. I think Kelly oh, was back okay. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think Whatever it is. Four. I'd love yeah. Brady to lose a fourth. <laughs> they lost two of the Giants, one of the Eagles. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it's uh, yeah. It, the crazy thing is that uh, Tom Brady's uh, won as many NFC Championship games as both Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. I saw that. That's, I saw that stat. That's just that's just cruel and unusual, right there. Mm-hmm. So. Win more games. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. The Friday DFS version again has been a it's been a blast doing good with you guys all year long. Andrew, it's been fun doing with you. I I enjoy. Uh, Spending my Friday mornings with you, it's always uh, always fun to uh, fun to chat and see you and, and kind of talk football. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you could please rate or review the podcast if you've enjoyed listening to us all year, please do that. If you want to follow Andrew on Twitter, he's at Rotowire Andrew. If you want to hear all his uh, his fantastic Tom Brady stuff during the Super Bowl, I'm sure he will be um, praising him um, over and over during the game. Of course. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'll be at Scott Jensen. I'll probably
might be talking with the Warriors or something during the game, so maybe you don't want to do that. Um, but anyway, thanks everyone for listening. We do really appreciate it. If uh, you want to hit us up on Twitter, please do so. Other than that, I hope everybody has a fantastic offseason, and hopefully if uh, Andrew will have me back, I think we'll be uh, we'll be back to uh, talking DFS next year. We look forward to it. So everybody take care. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.